0: Hello, beautiful people of Earth. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Stay Woke Podcast. I'm your host, Talam Knox. A quick little bit about me, although I assure you this podcast will have very little to do with me. This is a memorandum, with the sole intent of delivering a message for those who have no voice. You may ask yourself, what's so special about this? And what is this guy talking about? Sadly, I admit that not everyone is tuned to the right frequency to receive this message. My hope is that it will very quickly become unmistakably apparent what makes these ideas unique. Back to my introduction. I'm talam Knox. I'm a healer. I counsel on the metaphysical arts, and I'm both a teacher as well as a student of the spiritual sciences. I possess truth. Of great importance. Gnosis that has origins in antiquity. Within each of us is an inner thirst arising from the desire to help turn things around for our species. We all look at the injustices of the world with collective repulsion and disgust. The time has come for us to bind together. Hand in hand. Uniting for a common goal our very own salvation. Now, as a modern mystic, I accept these esoteric concepts that I'm about to share with you to be universal and absolute in nature. Truths passed down the historical record through secret societies, specifically so that it would be protected. To keep this knowledge safe until humanity reached a collective level of consciousness where we could not only handle this truth, but act upon it with great haste. That time may not be now for the masses to receive this message, but honestly, time is running out. Most of the occult knowledge of the ancients has been destroyed or burned at different times throughout history. The surviving information slowly being confirmed through science and through the scientific revolution. I share this gnosis with you in hopes that you are not only ready to receive it, but also ready to act with urgency, as though the world as you know it is in dire jeopardy. This podcast serves as an opportunity for me and my friends to reflect and to infect others with our understanding of the science of spirit. A place where we can talk about fringe topics in a safe space without fear of judgment. And ultimately, and most importantly, to illuminate the importance of awareness. Awareness of what you're probably wondering. The awareness of our interconnectedness, an awareness of self, an awareness of the inherent need to develop the self with the goal of creating a deeper, more meaningful connection to your experience of life through a heightened awareness of the self while also recognizing the social and environmental aspects of existence. All this in order to reach a higher self, your highest self. Strengthening all along a direct bond to the collective consciousness of creation itself and all living things within it. This podcast gives us a voice and it allows us to discuss this Universal interconnectedness we all share with each other in nature in rather unconventional ways. We fully intend to dissect exactly what it means to be a homo sapien, a wise man, as our taxonomic name indicates through translation. Sapiens, spelled with a C-E at the end, actually translates from Old English as... Sorry, that would be Old French, actually, as transcendental wisdom. Now, at this point, we're all supposed to look at the current state of our world and ask ourselves, where is this transcendental wisdom inherent in humans that's supposed to give us our humanity? Well, maybe the answer to this one we don't really want to hear. Maybe it's an answer we have inherently known but have been avoiding maybe this wisdom as the most evolved species on the planet is nothing more than an illusion or far more likely this humanity we claim automatically and hide behind is actually earned earned humanity through our interactions with each other earned humanity through how we treat nature, by how we treat each other, by how we treat ourselves. This podcast will examine concepts that challenge your understanding of everything as it has mine, with the intention of creating space in your heart to return to the conventions of our ancestors, our one true nature, opening our hearts as well as our minds, will give us new clarity. This new clarity will be necessary to shed the dogma of the past and are transcending this reality, thus opening the pearly gates to paradise, intended for us to inhabit for eternity through the words of creation itself. Before I begin, though, I must share with you a warning. To always be careful what information you're willing to believe. Plenty of seemingly innocent persons, corporations, and institutions knowingly enact mis- and disinformation campaigns with one objective, to keep us like unwitting soldiers who have been convinced that they're fighting the good fight, soldiers that are in formation picture the infinite possibilities of the universe as an airplane hangar full of ideas theosophists inspired by the writings of helena blavatsky call this ether of ideas the akashic record or akashic library loosely defined as the compendium of all human events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent to have ever occurred in the past, present, or future. When we as individuals decide to create concrete beliefs about a concept, label it, and classify it, without acknowledging the inherent impermanence of form, We are metaphorically placing ourselves inside of a porta potty or other small enclosed space you choose, located inside of that airplane hangar of infinite ideas. That is a place you never want to find yourself, handcuffed by the illusion that the material world is where we are meant to reside. Just like your current struggles, even the mighty sun will one day burn out and eventually disappear. But first, it must collapse in on itself, a living metaphor for self-development. Revealing the unavoidable truth that you will also need to reflect inside and assess what's important to you on the path to awakening. You must look in all the crevices of your heart in hopes of finding universal truth hidden there. With this acknowledgement out of the way, I'll begin. We call ourselves the aware wolves, and the following is our message. Intended to water the seed of knowledge hidden within your DNA. Rebranding God. We a werewolves consider ourselves to be God's marketing and public relations firm, a title we admittedly gave ourselves, <clears throat> although we, be, we believe to be more than deserving. We also accept that our current reality is deserving of such a bold move. Someone must take the lead, and we humbly accept this open invitation to be remembered for the good news that we spread. Over centuries, the word God has come to mean so many things between cultures that it causes more confusion than good. It is well past the hour for a major rebranding effort. First things first, let's go ahead and start with the basics. Old Mother Earth needs a makeover. She deserves a makeover. She's now a modern woman and deserves a name to reflect that. We shall call her Gaia, a goddess in Greek mythology intended to be the personification of the earth, much more fitting for her vibrant, outspoken personality. Gaia, the ancestral mother of all life, the matriarch of the gods of the Olympiad, the mother of ancient Greece, early religions such as animism and totemism, taught the belief that Gaia had a soul and intelligence all her own. A concept known in early antiquity and translated into Latin as the anima mundi. This term refers to the intrinsic connection between all living things on the planet, which relates to our world in much the same way that the soul is connected to the human body. The world soul is like a human soul. Greek philosopher Plato, father of Western philosophy and student of Socrates, spoke often of the anima mundi, as it was an important aspect of most Neoplatonic systems. He is recorded to have said, Therefore, we may consequently state that this world is indeed a living being endowed with a soul and intelligence a single visible living entity containing all other living entities, which, by their nature, are all related. We, a werewolves, promote nature as the most divinely manifested version of God possible. The version that was originally intended for humans to worship. In a very real sense, I'm referring to a divine language, the language of God, the universal language, the language of Gaia. Language that early Jewish mystics believed to be the language in which God spoke to Adam in the Garden of Eden. The Adamic language, as it's commonly referred. We are essentially saying that nature is the language of the planet in its material plane manifestation, a plane we commonly refer to as the third dimension. Our planet is communicating with us too. Whether it be through coffee, cocoa, sugar, aloe, alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, or even mushrooms. When we ingest plants and animals, we receive direct and unmistakable communication from our creator. We were were created of the earth and we return to her as we decompose in order to facilitate fertilization of the soil for the next generation. Adam is the name from the book of Genesis in the Holy Bible, being the first man created by God. The name Adam, meaning red, actually derives from the word Adama, A-D-A-M-A-H a term for earth in ancient times. The name choice of Adam from Adama symbolizes red clay or dirt of the earth, Gaia being the reason for his birth and the location of his final resting place. Since we as humans find dead plants and animals to be our only energy source, we essentially eat God every single day. More specifically, and quite creepily, we eat ourselves. How we treat our food, also known as nature, before it becomes our meal, from birth to plating, is an opportunity to worship Gaia through the creation itself. This is why we honor meals with a moment of silence momentarily acknowledging the ultimate sacrifice that has been made on our behalf. So we could continue living at least hopefully you give thanks for the blessings in your life instead of wishing for the accumulation of material possessions over your food. Throughout history, human manifestations of this concept of a source of our energy has embodied many different forms each hiding universal truth beneath layer upon layer of ceremony, ritual, tradition, and often superstition. We, a werewolves, aspire to consolidate the world's interpretations of the source energy in order to transcend these fragmented cultural ideologies divided among the races of the earth into a more cohesive paradigm one where humans walk alongside all living things with honor and respect. A world in which nature takes the lead in teaching us lessons that even overstep our time. A world where humans accept consciousness as our collective responsibility, bestowed upon us by Gaia specifically to protect her a departure from our current choice to systematically destroy her over a very short and sad number of generations. Many of these concepts were, were bestowed upon us by the most ancient of the many prophets of human history. This includes, this history includes holy men with familiar names such as Jesus, Muhammad, and Siddhartha Gautama, also referred to as the Buddha, two less common but equally influential names such as Confucius, Lao Tzu, and Zoroaster. Hermes Trimegistigus, Greek for Hermes the Thrice Greatest, is the syncretism of of the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Thoth. As his life is said to have been expired by both. Hermetic teachings gave rise to Hermeticism. Hermes is considered the father of astrology and alchemy. The most important teachings of Hermes come in the form of the Corpus Hereticum, his three main literary contributions of the 40-something books attributed to him, although many more are thought to have been burned or lost to history. His message is said to have been found stored along with his body in his tomb near Alexandria, Egypt, by Alexander the Great. The emerald tablet, said to contain the secret of the prima materia, or first matter, and its transmutation, contains the origins of one of the most commonly used metaphors to explain the human experience. As above, so below. This is also called the microcosm of the macrocosm. Humans being the microcosm, the universe being the macrocosm. It is said that there is a universe both inside and outside of your skin waiting to be explored. The full text according to the Emerald Tablet is as follows. That which is below corresponds to that which is above, and that which is above corresponds to that which is below, to accomplish the miracle of the one thing. Esoteric societies throughout history have considered this to translate as whatever happens on any level of reality, whether it be the physical, emotional, or mental plane, also happens on every other level of reality. This is also the basis for the holographic universe model. Esoteric religion inspiring science in much the same way that life imitates art. Hermes the Thrice Great also spoke of the priscia Theologica, understood as existing in pure form only in ancient times, and it has undergone a process of continuous decline and dilution throughout modern times. This ancient, one true theology, is said to have been given to early man by the Creator during the dawn of antiquity. Parts of this early theology centered around the concept of there existing many different ways to practice one's own spirituality. It lays part, a large part of this practice being left up to the individual, allowing for freedom in expression of worship, or worthyship, or worthiness, which is the origin of worship, toward our Creator. According to Hermes, in regards to the Priscia Theologica, only one thing offends God, a focus upon the material aspects of existence. He further exemplified this with a quote. As processions passing in the road cannot achieve anything themselves, yet still obstruct others, so these men merely process through the universe, led by the pleasures of the body. He also said that man is prevented from being good because man, having a body, is consumed by his physical nature and is ignorant of the supreme good. The writings of Hermes are so insightful and important in regards to the true nature of reality that the word God actually derives from Book Nine of the first installment of the Corpus Hereticum. In it, the word good is used very strictly and only in reference to what Hermes refers to as the all of creation. The relationship between the words good and God are not by mistake, as God derives from the word good. According to Hermes, God, or in this case, good, is all. God is nature, and by its nature, God, or good, is completely free from evil. More about Hermes and his impact on current society in future episodes. I only mention it here to highlight the common threads behind modern religions. For more than 2,000 years, bloodshed in God's name has happened on our planet. This must cease once and for all with us. Not us, the werewolves, but us, the collective. It is up to us, our generation. We must begin to see ourselves as an equally important portion of the whole of creation. Life in harmony with our surroundings is the responsibility of humans in order to honor our role in the story of creation. We deserve to see the trees as they really are. Our family. Dancing with humans in the forest of existence. Breathing in cadence with the music of presence. Recognizing that it will never not be now. No matter, no matter when now is. Humans providing trees with carbon dioxide and in turn receiving fresh oxygen needed for survival and food in the form of fruit. This delicate balance of mutual respect between man and his truest nature is the missing Ark of the Covenant, inside of which lie commandments in the form of universal law, laws that create a canvas for both mental and and material prosperity, and indicate the existence of abundance in this world and our universe. Now, I want to switch gears for a moment. The most popular question I get after someone learns about the existence of the werewolves is a very strange question. How can a deeper connection to nature and the universe in general benefit me directly within the constraints of my daily struggles? Now, this is the equivalent of asking, how can a better relationship with myself help me? Now, posed in this way, this question becomes much more silly and unnecessary, as well as the fact that it reveals egocentric thinking. To this person, I recommend a broader understanding of our place in the universe and the importance of harmony in a closed system. Our world is floating through space like an aquarium, or if you prefer, a terrarium. From studying these self-contained worlds similar to our own that sometimes reside on our kitchen counters, we recognize very quickly that altering one aspect, even slightly, has profound effects on the whole. The same is true for humans and the world we inhabit. Imagine for a moment the game of Jenga. Humans have been mining the earth for centuries, stealing gas, metals, gemstone, and fossil fuels at an alarming rate, with no worldwide regulations in place or specific plans for a future with nothing left to loot. The entire world even has access to water bottled in the tiny isolated island nation of Fiji. The danger in poking these holes in the earth without replacing them with anything will, over time, have a similar effect to moving pieces around in a game of Jenga. Eventually, there just isn't enough foundation to support the weight of new pieces on top, and the tower crumbles. The same will happen to humanity, and much, much sooner than we are willing to admit. This effect is hastened by the increasing weight of overpopulation in the form of large, heavy, concrete jungles around the globe in the form of cities, Consumption without creation is completely unnatural, and our world is suffering tremendously. We are destined to end up like a game of Jenga, collapsing in on ourselves like a dying star. Oh, what a beautifully tragic metaphor. Though in this game we call life, there will be no winner. Everyone will lose. A better question to ask oneself might be, why have I or why have we collectively waited so long to attempt such an obvious solution? Now, that answer leads down to the root of the problem. Companies across many industries around the world benefit from the way that things are. Now, they're either unaware of the effects their actions cause on the world Or far, far more likely, they choose profit over people. We have many responsibilities to our mother Gaia. Part of those duties should be to only support businesses that respect and honor her as we do ourselves. This small change alone would have a profound and immediate impact on our world. Forests and oceans would again begin to thrive. Air quality would immediately increase. Most illness and disease would be eradicated or eventually fade away as a result. This moment or movement, for lack of a better term, will use all forms of media to systematically uproot spirituality from the churches with closed doors, instead placing it back in its rightful spot at the heart of nature, connecting science, religion, philosophy, and metaphysics in a way never before seen, revealing in detail steps on how to awaken from the fog of life to complete illumination, placing emphasis on understanding of natural law and transmuting the energy we receive from nature into love, compassion, and empathy for all living things. This type of empowerment can only be achieved through absorption. Awareness allows one to uncover the hidden potential contained within the present moment. Beginning, beginning with practices in self-awareness to cultivate presence and raise one's consciousness, consciousness including yoga and meditation, a werewolf's teachings aim to assist in building upon your existing self-awareness to include increased social, body, and most importantly, environmental awareness. Approaching the circumstances in your life, with a new perfe- per- perspective and a freshness of spirit is often the best way to create long term change. This perspective will be achieved through one means, and that means involves accountability and a true commitment to paying co- closer attention to your life. Only through this heightened awareness will we have awareness as a life philosophy the world can be a scary place with dangers seemingly lurking around every corner some of these dangers arrive arise in the form of natural forces well beyond our control while others are self-inflicted and thus remain virtually invisible one of the biggest dangers known to mankind is love more specifically the love of money and eventually the love of power in all its manifestations. These destructive desires have directly led to more human and environmental suffering than any other throughout history. Humans have a natural curiosity about our existence that probably has its origins somewhere near those of consciousness itself. This known unknown side of ourselves is often referred to as one's individual spirituality, or simply put, a person's natural essence as a supernatural being. Men seeking never-ending sources of money and power have exploited our unexplained connection to Gaia by hijacking our spirituality through sensory pleasures and organized religion for centuries. Religion, being nothing more than a set of rituals and traditions, collectively observed to create a merging of the material with the ethereal. Since the beginning of time, prophets have been providing insight and bestowing upon us ancient knowledge in regards to the true nature of Gaia. As is always the case with humans, this message has been at worst completely ignored and at best mostly disregarded, time and time again proving to be far less interesting or important than the messenger himself. This human inclination for idolatry, the physical worshiping of God, has led to the message of our creator being splintered into thousands of separate cultural manifestations of the very same idea, the source of our energy. We have created our gods in forms we can comprehend in order to create a relationship with this source energy that is familiar and similar to the personal relationship we form with the love of a mother or a close family member. Minor differences regarding interpretation of the creation story have been responsible for more deaths from war than any other. People identifying with religion, rather than identifying directly with God, have created a world divided by color and filled with unnecessary pain and suffering. This ideological paradigm has been a consequence of creating God in the image of man. Therefore, God can only be seen in man, not seeing God in nature has led to humans treating nature with disregard and disrespect. Things have reached a boiling point over the last 250 years of the industrial revolutions. Humans exploit every possible resource on this planet, and will soon even get into business of monetizing light from the sun in the form of solar energy, once all other forms of fossil fuels have been stolen from Gaia. The word sin is actually an archery term that translates to, to miss the mark. As Hermes explained to us during antiquity, To sin is not to act upon the natural instincts of our reptilian brain, but rather to see life as an individual, clinging too tightly to one's personal story, the story of me, and to miss the interconnectedness that is our divine oneness, a life where possessions are loved and people are are used. The key is seeing through the veil of religion and unlocking our true potential as a species, gaining inner peace with the understanding that every human feels and expresses his or her spirituality without being able to explain or quantify it either, just like you. We must stop faulting people for circumstances that are out of their control, such as gender, race, age, or especially culture it is our duty to accept these differences to be only skin deep it is us to us it is up to us to take back the power contained within our individual spirituality in order to awaken to what is and has always been god was taken out of nature, to prevent us from harnessing the power of the collective human spirit raised up to the heavens with the blessing of the divine. By putting God back into nature, we are more able to see God in others as well as ourselves. By putting God back in nature and grasping a better understanding of our true place in nature, we are better able to see Gaia in all living things since God is the energy source for all living things. God does not reside in some other dimension, realm, universe, or plane of existence. God is right here, right now, inside us, and around us. We're all God. I am God. You are God. I must caution you against old ways of thinking. And what in which we have considered ourselves to be the totality of God. It is natural for a species confronting the recognition of its own awareness of itself to spend generations wasting valuable energy, fearing nature as a source of darkness, pain, and death. We must begin to see that everything has a shadow, even us. The value of the Industrial Revolution and the reason it was worth the cost in terms of human effort is that now, because of advances uh, of science and technology, we can utilize the lessons of the past and shed the ritual, ceremony, tradition, and superstition that has become commonly known as how humans worship the Creator. It is now time to see worshiping God and God's creation as taking a leadership role and protecting all living things. This new paradigm of treating nature with respect will, with the help of the cause, of the law, of cause and effect, bring about compassion, respect, and empathy among all humans. These three most important ingredients have been missing from the recipe of love in our current understanding of the world our connection to nature is manifested through the spirit inside each of us in order to reveal our divine oneness like a caterpillar emerging from its cocoon as a creation's youngest butterfly we are aware of it then we are better able to connect with it in a deep and meaningful way our modern world has us constantly distracted and looking for something more interesting than the present moment through meditation commonly referred to as the practice of listening to God, one can learn to mimic nature and become completely still. In this stillness, complete presence and attention on the moment, ancient energy is transferred in the form of data, squeezing its way through the newly created space between our thoughts, bringing us closer to enlightenment with every passing breath. Humans. Should look to nature and the natural laws for inspiration. Our societies are not that different from flocks of geese, schools of dolphins, or forests of trees. Nature works together toward a common goal, the sustainment of life. Nature also teaches us that language and communication come in many forms. The greatest one can, the greatest inspiration that one can take from our environment would be to live a life adhering to the universal laws, a life which accepts them as absolute, an existence that uses an intimate understanding of the laws of nature in order to create the best life possible. We are all familiar to some extent with at least a few of these laws. Everyone has heard of the law of cause and effect and the law of attraction, probably most commonly understood of all the universal laws. These laws act on all things at all times and should be accounted for in our decisions and considerations. Living by these laws will bring us back into harmony with nature. There is a moment in the near future at which our world will be beyond repair. This effort to educate people and recreate balance between humans and nature needs to be implemented on a worldwide scale immediately. It will be our only realistic chance to avoid all out nuclear war and save the entire world and all of its beautiful and irreplaceable things. I'd like to thank each and every beautiful spirit listening to this for allowing me to fill your ears with the message of a hidden divine language. Together, With this new wisdom, we may begin to apply these concepts into our experience to deepen it together, to strengthen it, and hopefully eventually use this wisdom to prevent our own self-destruction. Hopefully, you'll join us for future episodes of the Stay Woke podcast, where we'll undoubtedly dive much deeper into the concepts shared here with you today, as well as others, The goal of this weekly podcast is to arm you with awareness, to give you the weapons that you'll need in the spiritual fight for the ages currently going on all around us before it's too late. It's been said that what isn't still growing is dead. Let's grow together in our love for one another and our love for Gaia. Thanks for for tuning in, and do me a favor, stay woke, y'all.